every week we do this. Actually, a couple times a week, it yeah. seems. It's our Kings Roundtable. The Kings getting ready for the most important stretch of their season as they try to end the long playoff drought. Right now, they're in a good spot. The number three seed in the NBA's Western Conference at 31-23. and 23. But guess what? The NBA trade deadline's over. Every team made moves in the Western Conference. All the teams in their division made moves. Kings were a little bit quiet at the deadline. It's been a jam-packed Kings content-filled show here on Sacktown Sports and on the station. You know, today, what? you had Kevin Herter in the morning. Yeah, you did. You can hear that at SacktownSports.com. Yeah, you can. We had Domas Sabonis on. Yeah, we did. We had Monty McNair's press conference. And, of course, Frankie Cardicelli putting out content left and right at SacktownSports.com. And Chris on, Watkins, Thank you. who is here in studio, he'll be live also tomorrow, 11 a.m. for Kings no, Weekly. We're, we're actually going uh, to re-air going to this. Re-air this instead. This, yeah, yeah. this hour that we're about to do. Okay, Hi, okay. everyone in the future yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, how are we doing? It's been a crazy time. Oh, and by the way, De'Aaron Fox is named an NBA All-Star today. Yeah, what a start to the day, first of all. I mean, Thank you. I knew it was going to come at some point, but it just was so nice to see it happen, just to actually happen. Just getting that notification from, from Chris Haynes, I think, that the, the uh, announcement from NBA, communications, the graphic, it looks so beautiful, so pretty. I'm curious, that actually just drew my attention side. Yeah. Who do you guys have for your notifications, your tweet notifications? Do you have Chris? You said Chris. Do you, do you actually have for, Chris for, Haynes for, for the deadline? I yeah, Haynes, Woj, Shams. That's pretty much it for basketball. I have Woj and Shams. That's all you need, I think, isn't it? Mark Stein's a good one to have. Okay. So, hey, Sam Amick. Uh, sorry, Sam I know. Amick. Yeah, okay. for sure. Sam. No, I'll let him know. I'll let him know when yeah. we see him tonight. Okay. Yeah, should we let him? I actually know. do have his notification. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, I just forgot. Forgot. I forgot. He has I his notifications now. Most annoying thing about notifications, though, and I think every person can relate to this around free agency and around the deadline is like. You've got notifications on, and then like Woj retweets Jeff Passan <laughs> saying that you Darvish has an yeah. ex- extension, <sighs> or like Shams is like, "Hey, um, I've got a fan duel pick of the night." And you're like, yeah. "Don't, I don't have your notifications on for this." Thank you. I have it on for trades, signings, and firings. That's it. Do not try to force feed me lame content. It should allow you to filter that yep, too. Yep, it should be yeah. like, I only want notifications if it says breaking and or has the word trade in it. Yes, I agree. The, <laughs> the, Dar- the Darvish thing was brutal. It really just is like, yeah, are you tough. Ca- right now? Can't you wait like an hour, Jeff? Come on. Yes. Big news, though. I you guess. Darvish? He's like 35. <laughs> no one no one cares about you, Darvish. He's, like, he's going to be 41 making like $18 million a year and that deal is over. I mean, I don't care about that right now when there's an hour to live. Thank you. Yeah. And I love baseball. I know I you know, don't love like, baseball, Deuce, but I love baseball. baseball. But I didn't I mean, care at that moment. I want basketball news. I have a complicated relationship with baseball. So oh. that's what it is. I mean, I, I, I love going to the ballpark. Yeah? Going to the yard. Well, what will bring you back? Oh, no, but he won't. you won't watch that's what it is. You won't watch on TV, so, right? You know, like when Cars first came out. Just don't watch you know, anymore. You know when Cars first came out. Like, no, I don't. Wait, the movie? Like, life is oh, a, the like, cars, cars. Life is a the highway. Wait, like, no, no, no. The, yeah. cars? the, the vehicles. Like, the vehicles. Like, the yeah. Ford, like an the first actual Ford. car. No, I have no I, idea. Every, I was not I think alive. you have we to talk around. to Jason for someone to remember when <laughs> okay. Cars first came so, out. So I, I, apparently you guys don't know anything that happened prior to your birth, and that's fine. I'm nothing. I'm a bit of a historian. But like, you know, wheels were different. You know, there was like manual transmission. Oh, I see it's yeah, like sure. everything was so clunky and then like evolves you got automatic and now you got electric like baseball is still that old clunky car that's okay. just like no sure. hey, i tell you this is beautiful 
beautiful game we got here. Oh, it's so fun. It's like, no, every game's four hours. It's right. too long. It's the same game. Speed it up. Let's make it more exciting. It's boring. And a pitch clock. Oh, 100, <laughs> 162 games. I'm done with it. Um, all right, let's get to the Kings. Kings roundtable. We've had 24 hours to process the NBA trade deadline. I think a lot of us were surprised the Kings did not end up making a move on deadline day. Um, your reaction to what the Kings did not do at the deadline. Were you surprised they didn't make a move, and should they have? I think when you're seeing teams around the Kings make moves, it kind of makes it feel a little bit worse than it actually was. And I think coming into the deadline, obviously didn't anticipate Kevin Durant being moved, especially not to the Pacific Division. So that obviously makes you feel bad off the gate. But I guess when the dust settled and I saw the Kings didn't make any moves, I, I felt bad and felt like they needed to do more. But you sleep on it, you kind of the emotions kind of calm down, and you think, well... This team does need some help on the defensive end. They needed more length. They needed a big to kind of back up Sabonis because if – I always knock on wood. If, if he were to go down for any time, they'd be in, in huge oh. trouble. The rebounding's brutal already. So while those moves would have been nice, they do have the depth to, in my opinion, be a top-six team in the West. And you don't know what's going to happen with teams like Phoenix. You don't know what's going to happen with Dallas. You don't know what's going to happen with the Pelicans. Will Zion come back? The Lakers, who knows? And whoever knows but the Lakers. So it, it's, it's something that at the time felt – I felt bad about, but now I'm starting to think, okay, this team is good and they're confident. And that kind of speaks to how their chemistry has been this season and how much the coaching staff believes in them, how much Monty McNair, what he said today, how he wanted to keep this core group together. That was important to the team. And that's something I think is important. I mean, in general. Yeah. I I kind of feel like my big takeaway was just that this team feels comfortable where they're at right now. And I think a lot of people that don't want to hear that. I think it's, it's fun and exciting to get the new players in and to get all that going, but the reality is, I mean, before the season started, I think playoffs would have been the goal for, for everybody. Yeah. And I think the team is definitely headed on that path. And they don't really see the reason to, to divert from that path unless they felt like they could make a real step. And so, you know, it, it really isn't fun and it's unfortunate. But I just think at the end of the day, the goal is playoffs. And, you know, they're really they weren't going to make a move to make them a title contending team this year. And so, you know, that's does that really explain them doing absolutely nothing I don't think so but I think they feel comfortable enough in the statements from Monty and from Jay Triano the other day on on Cattles Arami as well it tells me that they really believe in the guys that are in their building and they firmly believe that they have the depth to to at least make the playoffs I just think my big takeaway was no like they're not going to go for a championship this year which shouldn't be a huge revelation to most it just kind of was very much in the forefront of it and I I was just going to say I think the one thing too with why I had a difficult time with that first was it was not only that maybe you didn't get some of the targets that we had talked about, a Plumlee, Thibel, Vanderbilt, right. some of those names. It was that those guys were actually moved, and they were moved to the Western Conference, right? right? So it was like you didn't just miss out on them. You missed out, and they went to teams that are fighting yes. against you. And not only are they did they go to teams that are fighting against you, they went for – Things that you possibly could have actually made happen. Uh, Second round picks. The Kings have plenty of those. You have pieces at the end of your bench that you're not even playing night in and night out. And I'm not even talking about Rashawn Holmes because we know how difficult uh, his contract is going to be to move now. You know, no one was expecting this. There's still value in him. But at the same time, this is it's it's happening for a lot of teams. So when I saw everything that was going down yesterday at the trade deadline with the Western Conference, it was more like 
yo, I want to make these tweaks now so then it's you're making the future better right now, right? And not waiting until the offseason, then you make these moves, then you try and see what you can do the next season. No, no, no. I want to try and elevate this team now because otherwise you're already two steps behind all the other teams in the Western Conference. It's going to be tough, but it was going to be tough before. Like, I would have liked to have seen something minor, but I was not in the camp of, hey, go take a big swing at Siakam or OG. I'm like, no, because this is about building something long-term. And let's just say the Kings did something crazy, and they're like, you know what? We are going to somehow give up some future picks, Keegan, and something else to go get Siakam. Okay. Fox, Siakam, and Sabonis. Is that a championship team? I don't think so. I don't I, – I, not at all. I mean, you wouldn't have the depth. I don't think that that would all of a sudden take you to another level. I think you have to be smart about this. And although I would have liked a minor tweak, I like that Monty was like, you know, I'm not going to give up anything crazy to go get something. The prices are super high right now, and I have to be deliberate. We have to also, like, realize that Keegan – should be able to get better over the next couple of years. Like, what could Keegan turn into? Andy's on a rookie contract. Get into the playoffs, be in the top six, and and grow this thing. No, I agree. And, again, the Keegan aspect of it, too, I think we talked all week about how untouchable, or if he is untouchable, I think that it was on your untouchable list, Keegan? Yes. On your untouchable list. Well, now we have the answer. I mean, I'd imagine that there were conversations, and it probably, those conversations ended when Keegan's name was brought up. And, again, he's 22 years old. They made the swing for the fences move last year where they traded a player in Tyrese Halliburton who was around the same age and had years of control. But look where we are today. I mean, the Kings are in the third spot in the West. They're in a good place, like you said. I'm not ringing the alarm bells just yet. I want to see how this team plays. I mean, tonight's going to be a nice test. And, of course, if Luka plays tomorrow on the second half of back-to-back for the Kings, another test. And it kind of is going to be interesting because the Kings have been so bad in second nights of the back against teams that are playing the second night of back to back, but maybe it'll help if they're on a back to back themselves. Yeah, huh. no, definitely. I'm curious what you guys think. Oh, oh, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. We do have an update at this hour. The deadline's over. Yeah, the Orlando right. Magic and Patrick Beverly are working through a contract buyout that clears the way for Beverly to choose among interested suitors, according to Shams. No. Shanghai Sharks, maybe. Um, goodbye. So we're talking about this. The NBL. Yeah. <laughs> No, and you're, you're yeah, no, no, no. I'm an for who? for Patrick Beverly for to come to who? Where here? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Beverly will not be in the NBA next year. Oh no, no, I'm even talking about like this year buyout market. Anything? No. He, do I need a player who plays fake defense and can't make a shot? No. Okay. Short answer. I'm out. Great answer. What, what, answer. what did no, Westbrook say? He's like, he tricks you guys. He's running around out there. Yeah. yeah. I, that, I agree I mean, with fair. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, don't, think, don't, I don't, don't let him. Why are you even, think, yeah. Why are you? You want no, Patrick Beverly yeah. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I think it's it's a no. Like, I, I don't think that there's any chance. You don't think chance. you know. No, I do know. I Thank do know. You. There's no chance that Patrick Beverly comes over here. There's no reason. You know, he's he's a he's a discount Davion. How about that? Ooh. Okay, you going that far? He's not even. <laughs> he doesn't even get to be in the same sentence, sentence with Davion Mitchell because Davion Mitchell actually has like fundamentals to his game. Pat Beverly, <laughs> okay. we are blasting Pat Beverly right now. We're on the He's going to play with Jimmer for next year. I said that he's got a chance to continue his professional basketball journey in a different country. You did not say it like that. You were talking smack, bro. I literally said he has options, maybe with Shanghai Sharks or the NBL. I mean, that's 
He's got options. That's a crazy narrative. If I thing. said that you had options to get a job all over the world, you'd be like, oh, thank you. I'm saying the same thing about Beverly. Don't twist my <laughs> it's words. the way you said it. Don't twist my words Your intent now. was vicious. Intentions. It was not nice. Yeah. You, you guys are intentions. sick. You owe, you owe Pat Bev an apology. <laughs> yes. I apologize for believing in Pat Bev's basketball ability to play in different leagues. I oh, mean, the versatility should be, of his own should be acknowledged. You're, you disgust all of us. Uh, we're going to have much more of the Kings roundtable in 60 seconds on the radio side. We'll look ahead to Kings Mavs. De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. It's the Kings roundtable on Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Kings and Mavericks. Back-to-back nights. I can't wait tonight. It's such a big weekend. You got the Super Bowl Sunday. Kings, Mavs tonight and tomorrow night. No Luka tonight. Could he play tomorrow? We'll find out. It's Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Chris Watkins, and Frankie Cardicelli. Doing a little Kings roundtable post-trade deadline edition. Kings and Mavericks tonight is going to be interesting. I'm... I am really eager to see kind of how the Kings look after this road trip because although they went four and three, uh-huh. Fox did miss a couple of games during that stretch too. You know, the shooting, it looks like they had some tired legs out there. Some of the defensive stuff we saw against Houston wasn't great. Uh, what type of Kings team do you think we're going to see? Well, really quick too, you guys, against the Mavs, this is the first time that the Kings are playing the Mavs this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think about when the Kings went to Minnesota and they're taking on the Timberwolves for the first time. They lost, and it just wasn't a pretty game, right? It looked like, oh, they needed to catch one of those games under the belt to understand what type of, I don't know, performance they really needed to play against that squad, against those pieces. This Mavs team is obviously very different than what it was since the trade deadline, but it's still one of those teams that they haven't seen. What are you expecting against them? I mean, yeah, they have to figure it out. I mean, the Mavericks who are trying to figure out their own identity, which is very interesting. And that's why the Luka aspect of it is was going to be even more interesting to me because I want to see how this, this duo works. And now we kind of have to wait for that, and we'll see it at some point. But the Kings, they, in my opinion, they need to come out and make a statement tonight because these games matter. Uh, they're pretty Dude. significant. When you look at the West, how tight things are, I think there will be some tiebreaker scenarios this year. And coming out and making a statement against a team that you could be – year or tied with at the end of the year there are those situations that could happen uh the three-point shot too I mean I, I was looking today Dallas takes a lot of three-pointers they shoot a lot of threes now of course some of those guys aren't here anymore Dorian Finney-Smith yep. is not he's not here anymore Spencer Dinwiddie's gone so Kyrie Irving subs in guys are shooting 45 percent from three over the past month I mean the Kings need to make a statement and shut him down but if they can't we've seen what can happen especially on back-to-backs yeah, and they just won in Kyrie's debut the other night without Luka, too. And they yeah. that, was a, that was a Clippers team mm-hmm. at full strength. So, yeah. like, you can't ignore that. And, I, you know, the Kings going into tonight have a two-game lead on Dallas, two games up on the Clippers, two and a half on the Suns, and just three games up on the Pelicans and T-Wolves. So, I mean, the difference between three and eight is three games. The difference between three and nine, three and a half. The difference between, between three and ten is four and a half. It's tight. And it could change fast. I mean, you win these two games against Dallas Ooh. this weekend, it would be huge. I Push mean, them down a little. Way down. You have a four-game lead on them. I mean, it's it's pretty significant. Minimum, you just can't. You have to split. You have to split. You have yeah. to split. And I think we're at that point. We, we can say half. I know yeah, yeah. The, 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 the must-win thing, I know it's a, you like, don't like using that that much. I hate the must-win. I'm not saying it's a must-win, but I think you must split. 
So one of them have to be a must win. So, so if, if they, they don't, lose. Yeah, if they don't split, uh-huh. the, the season's over. It's Co- over. Correct. No, it's not so over. So if they lose tonight, then tomorrow's I'll just say, oh, good job. Yeah. Yes. If you lose both to a team that's also shorthanded tonight, and the Kings, they lose shorthanded game after shorthanded game. Which Correct. Is, I'm, I'm at the point where I need to see them prove they can take advantage of a team that's missing some guys. They have not been able to do it, I don't think, in the past two years. Yeah. I mean, even last year, the, the Sixers game last year was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> they were missing six players, the yeah. whole starting five. And I yeah. think it was, uh, I think Tyrese Maxey was making his, like, it was like his welcome to the NBA party. That's where he didn't come out of the starting lineup again. But they need to take advantage of a team that's missing their best player, arguably the best player in the NBA. And I know that Kyrie's playing. Who's better than, than Luka, you think? This year? So Luka's okay, your MVP? Jo- Joker, okay. I'm talking, Joker is in a league of his own. Okay. Then it's got to be Luka. Giannis is pretty good. Jason Tatum's I was going to say Tatum. MVP. I think Luka's, or just in, I think Luka's in the top Here, two. Here's my, I love this, this Luka breakdown. Mm. My, my, I don't know if, I don't even want to call it a knock. My analysis on Luka Doncic is what an incredible individual. I mean, unique, talented, the way that he can not only um, pass off the dribble, shoot from the outside, create and draw a foul, all these things. Great. But I always say this, it's a team sport. And are you making everyone better? Sometimes you are just by the amount of attention that you're drawing, right? And sometimes you are because of the way that he is capable of passing the basketball. But at the same time, when the ball stops and the game keeps flowing, like... It's just like he doesn't have that feel for that part of the game yet. Well, it's ISO heavy. And I yeah. think that's where I'm interested to see how this works with these two guys, right? Because they're both ISO heavy. Yeah, it could very. Be, but it could be great for Luca too, right? If Luke, And Kyrie can play off ball. Yeah. Like, he can. He's capable of it. Um, but he there's a lot of isolation basketball. But that could take pressure off Luca. I think in the past... Although Brunson, he played with Brunson. I never felt like Brunson was like a number two. Or Luka didn't view him as that. You know, when Luka missed those games in the playoffs against Utah, Brunson took over. Mm -hmm. They won playoff games with Brunson kind of leading the way. Got himself a contract. Yeah. (laughs) Got himself a big contract. And so I am curious, like, I think Luka respects Kyrie. I think Luka views Kyrie more to his level than maybe he did Brunson. And that maybe he would be more willing to give up the ball and understand that it's good for him and and the team. Well, the, think, de- yeah. the defensive aspect, though. Sorry, I mean to, no, you're good. Like they trade Dinwiddie and Finney Smith, who I think those are two of their best defenders. What is that going to yeah. do for Dallas? I mean, I, I know they did. Oh, they're fine. not going to guard That's anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I know they did fine against the Clippers, but that has to change their identity at least. I mean, significantly. Right. I mean, I think those two, Luca and, and Kyrie, if they play. If, I think that there's a large possibility that things don't go well between the two, and it, sure. it is a lot of iso ball and my turn, your turn. Luca like leads the league in usage percentage and has like four of the highest usage percentages of all time. Like this is not just oh yeah sharing time yeah. with KD. This is it's Luca's show, and then everybody else like you guys have mentioned. But I, even if it is those two working well together, is those two enough? I, that's been my problem with Dallas is even when before this trade was done, I didn't feel like they had enough surrounding Luka to really be a legitimate contender. Then you take away what I would say their two most impactful 
players sure. in terms of success in, in uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's a terrific wing defender who everyone would love to have on their team, and Spencer Dimwitty, who was the, the replacement for Jalen Brunson, like – I, I oh, think no. I just what is Norm or Dwight Powell, whichever Powell they have, Dwight, Dwight Powell yeah, yeah. putting the fear of God in your heart no. is is uh, who else? Reggie Bullock is he scaring you in a playoff series? Tim Hardaway, Tim, Jr. love me some Tim Hardaway. He can get Jr. buckets, but he but, we know he's streaky. Right. Hey Christian, well, he's Wood. also coming it, off the bench at that point. Christian Wood, they tried to ship off at the mm-hmm. deadline. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. He's still there. And then last game against the Clippers, he came off the bench. He only played still? him seven, yeah. seventeen he's been minutes. Playing off the bench like. And that's all so on and off it's a year. weird team. I, it is. And I think, you know, especially in NBA conversation, you know, it's, uh, you know, on social media and then on the ESPN shows, you know, it's already, are they the best duo in the NBA? <laughs> or where do they rank all time backcourt duos? You know, Cubans yeah. gassing them up. And it's like, like one, you got to see it. But I agree with you, Chris. Like, I don't, I don't trust that team. I don't. I don't believe it's a team that's going to do much damage come playoff time. I think they're going to struggle a lot defensively. And, you know, the Kings do struggle too. But I think the Kings have far more offensive firepower. So I know Kings fans were, you know, some were a little upset that the Kings didn't do anything significant yesterday. But, like, Dallas got a a better player to add. They got top end better. But they're not a better team, in my opinion. You're right. Finney Smith was very important to what they were doing. And did what he was having a great year. Yeah. No. I, I just don't think it's going to be something that we see, um, which is so funny that I'm saying this with so much confidence when I do talk about, like, I don't think it's something that we're going to see work out in a postseason, right? But you think about a team and how they need to be defensively. We already know the Kings need that, but our expectations are for the Kings just to get into the playoffs and then, like, yeah. have the experience, right? And I don't care how bad or how good it is. Have the experience under your belt, you know, break the curse, all that crap. But then when it comes to, like, the Suns, for example, with them, you look at some of these players that are on this squad and you go, okay, they have rim protection, they have defense, they have guys that are willing and wanting to make each other better. Right. And that's why I think we speak so highly of that squad and also i think because of kevin durant is just like a different Different beast right where Kyrie, it's sure it's going to be honeymoon stage for a little bit but high usage with the basketball um can get his own but what is he going to be like with this type of team and sometimes it's just like it's a number like okay let's say Kyrie and luca both go insane they go nuclear each score 35 points a game yeah that's 70 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who's getting you the other You got to have some help and some balance, especially come playoff time. Like, I think even Barkley last night on TNT was like, look, I like that what the Suns did, but do they have enough enough depth? I mean, if you're saying that about the Suns, then you have to absolutely be saying that about the Dallas Mavericks. And that's where you look at the Kings, even though sometimes – you know, I think I suppose the Kings fans are too critical with the depth on this team. Some people sure. like, oh, their bench has right. not been consistent. It's like, guys, it's a bench. Like, there's a reason they're <laughs> bench sorry. guys. Some nights they got it, sometimes they don't. But I think Monk's been pretty good this year. You know, he, yeah. the efficiency from three hasn't been great, but he's starting to play better. Trey Lowes has been pretty good this year. Davion. You know, I, I feel like they have trouble finding out where he is with the group. Anyway, we got to talk more about where the Kings are at. Also, De'Aaron Fox was named an all-star today. We'll talk about that next. It's the Kings Roundtable. Deuce Moe, Chris Watkins, and Frankie Cardicelli on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. Sacktown Sports. <laughs> this cracks me up. Chris said Super Bowl pregame at 11. The game kicks off at 3.30. <laughs> it's just insane. 
Like you wake up tomorrow at eight. It's like, hey, the pregame show. It's been two weeks of pregame. So, uh, like pregame coverage for the Super Bowl specifically. Oh yeah. They have it's like terrible, but at eleven o'clock on Sunday, you're gonna have the best pregame. Oh yeah, yeah. in the yeah, entire yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm if you turn if you turn on Fox, they're gonna have like some country band that's like not really relevant. They're like, uh, hey, you, you take the stage at like ten, you know, like ten a.m. Uh, they're not gonna have anyone good. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, halftime's what that's all we need. Yeah. All we need is halftime. Just Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, Can't it. wait for yeah. that. Shout out Sean Cunningham, by the way. He, he loves Sean big loves Rihanna. Also, oh, yeah. A little too much Sean Cunningham talk today Sorry. on the show. I'm just going to be yeah. honest. Like, I've mentioned him many times. He's I've mentioned him. Well, I said, you know Buzz from Home Alone? Yeah. I, have you seen what Buzz looks like in 2023? <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. That, <laughs> they're the same person. Never seen the same place at <laughs> exactly. the same time. Well, yeah, but he, I think he's currently in prison now. Oh, think, dear God. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what's good cover? Um, no. I think it's domestic violence for Buzz. I don't know. Are you serious? Is. Yeah. Like what? A, yeah. I think that, I don't know. Huge. I think that huge was it. I'd have to look that up. Um, anyway, King's Roundtable, guys. Yeah. King's Roundtable, Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Chris Watkins, and Frankie Cardicelli. De'Aaron Fox has been named to the All-Star team, which... I think we were all a little surprised when he did not make the team, but ultimately he gets in. It counts. He's an all-star. Adam Silver names him an injury replacement. What has jumped out to you about what De'Aaron has been able to do this season? Chris, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think it's kind of just like a polishing of his game, just like an overall rounding out of his game. Like he's always been great at attacking the rim this season. It, he's like one of the best guards at the rim. His free throw shooting's better. It feels like his mid range jump shot is just automatic. He's had clutch moments in the past. And this is kind of linked to team success as well, but wasn't really known for being that fourth quarter clutch guy this season. He's been that fourth quarter clutch guy. And then you see him also taking on a little bit more responsibility defensively as well. I just think it's a little bit of everything is a lot better for De'Aaron. And the team success also plays a huge yeah. part into All-Star. The clutch factor is, to me, I mean, we've seen him do it before. When he's rookie season, he had the, the shot against the Sixers. He had the dunk in Miami. Ooh. He's yep. had moments. But this year, we've fully seen him just take that leap into, I am a premier closer in the NBA. And the NBA is taking notice. He's the front runner for the award, the Jerry West Award. That the, it's called the Clutch Player Award? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. The Clutch Player Jerry West Award? He's the front runner for that. I mean, the shot, the mid-range looks great. That's been consistent, which is something I think that's been a part of his game he's been looking for. The distribution is there. He's six assists per game. Him and Sabonis have played so well off each other. It just shows, like, how how valuable he is, how valuable this duo is, and how great they are off each other. I mean, Sabonis and Fox, they play off each other so well, and Monty McNair, I mean, deserves a little bit of a credit for that. He yeah. Some credit for Isn't him. it weird, by the way, you mentioned Jerry West, that – Give him the clutch award. He already has a logo. Right. You know he won at Finals MVP when they lost. They lost when they lost to the Celtics. Yeah. That's insane. How clutch is that? I you mean, lost, right? Is it that? I, I mean, really? I the, think, well, really think, he, think about I that. I think he hit like a half court or a full court <laughs> shot. To like, I'm not going to throw shit. Did he lose with. the I mean, finals like seven yeah, times? He lost the finals. Is a lot. he just he like a one. little uh, bit better than Pat Beverly? Yeah. Is that what we're trying to say? <laughs> Comparing right. Jerry West to Pat right. Beverly. Okay, the new logo. It's going to be Pat Beverly showing the camera to the referee. Who should it? I mean. It can't be Michael. Like, Michael's got uh, probably he, an MVP named after look, him. Look, people I'm always talk curious. about changing the logo. Unnecessary. No, no. It's not a big deal. It's a logo. It's We're a, worried and about it. And it's a really good logo. It's a great it's a logo. Good logo. It, yeah. could be any, it could be anybody. 
It's dribbling the basketball. Oh, coming from Frankie over here. It's that perfect form. Yeah, it Anyone. definitely looks like a, a dorky white guy logo. It definitely does. Yeah. It definitely. It looks <laughs> well, like. Well, well, it is. It's, it's me <laughs> in short shorts. Uh, you can tell what shorts is wearing. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate everyone watching us on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. How about us hitting 421 thumbs up? Let's it go. helps the channel grow. Make sure to keep hitting that thumbs up. Let's get to 450, of course. Frankie and Chris are here. Domas Sabonis was here earlier. All guests come to you via Folsom Lake Honda. Whether it's the hotline or in studio, Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Thank you. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, back to him for a second. What's the next step for him to even go to another level? Well, I love the way that you described his game um, with the leap that he's taken. Just so much more polished, right? right? And then you talk about him in his clutch moments. And how many times whenever we talk about players, we talk about, like, when it matters most, what are, what are they like? When it matters most, it's a different type of mentality. It takes a different type of player to push through fatigue, to push through it all mentally. And um, De'Aaron Fox has been able to do that at a high level and consistently now. I think that was the other knock that we had on him for so long was the consistency of it. It's like, we see these flashes, but when is it going to be there? I would say the next thing that he just needs to do is play um, with that intense defense consistently i think he does like he's taking a, so much better and that's why i don't want to sit here and be like it still needs to be better no it's been so much better we saw what he was doing even on jalen green when he was up in him got that steal toward the end of the game to get that easy too you know he has those moments um i just think it can even get better which excites me right i mean he's Still hasn't really developed that three. We've seen that three-point shot come along. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's he's had spurts where it's looked like it's there, and then it kind of regresses. And even now, I think he's back to, like, 32%. But, yeah. you know, he's still really young in his career, 24, 25 years old. And mm. he's got a lot of time to figure that thing out. And if he can get that three-point shot down while still being as explosive and as dominant as he is around the rim, it's – Kind of end game at that point. Uh, how excited are you guys, by the way? You guys are going to be in Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend covering the events for Sacktown Sports. Um, all that coverage is going to be on SacktownSports.com on the YouTube page, right? You yep. guys have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you can see Fox, Sabonis, Keegan. Mm. Sounds like Herder. Kevin Herder. Herder, the three-point shooter. There's some talk you were about. There. That was a very weird. De'Aaron today at practice or at shoot-around, it, it seemed like he already thought it was a done deal, but... Kings PR said it's not it's not a done deal. Okay. We, we we do not know if he's going or not. But that was right when I think it was Pat McAfee announced it was Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton that are in the three point shot. Excuse me, wait. Who? Yeah. Sh- Shams Why? Shams went on Pat McAfee uh, today. Okay. Shams said it, not Pat McAfee. Right. Okay. But on Pat McAfee. Okay. Like, there you go. Football. Like- and <laughs> apparently Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, and uh, Anthony Simons. Oh, so they're doing a team thing. Oh. Yeah, maybe they are. Keegan so it's got to be Keegan and Herter. It should be. 100%. It should be. Oh, God. And I can't wait for the... I Who's can't, the true Splash oh, Brothers? Oh, Buddy's going to be clanking left <laughs> and right. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I you can't wait. Three, didn't he win before? Yeah, yeah he's with won the, before. With the Kings, he did, yeah. Isn't it funny that you say it like that and it just didn't even feel special? Right. Like, there was nothing... Was yeah, like, like, we all know Peja won a three-point shootout. No. We all remember that. Yeah. That was great times. Buddy healed. You remember Ben McLemore? Did he win? He had the dunk contest. Did he get second? Did he win? Oh, yeah. Didn't he dunk over he, he Shaq? Over Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. With he dunked over Shaq. One of the worst dunk contests. You know he can't palm a basketball? Well, he, I can palm a basketball. Here's, wow. which, 
which also explained a lot to me. Let, let me say that, though. I'm excited. I'm so excited and so lucky that we get to go to All-Star right, Weekend. Question. But I'm a little afraid <laughs> of the dunk contest because it was – I think last year was arguably – or not, maybe not even arguably. It was the worst dunk contest ever. I can't tell you a single last year. Just to be clear, you're afraid. Like what, what I'm afraid it's going to be disappointing. Not afraid, afraid, not afraid getting dunked on. Yeah, like, like, come on, Frank. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. And then it's going to be a dunk gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna put me in a Kia, and someone's What's gonna fall What's he doing in, in that phone booth? They just blindfold him, and then he's out on the court. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa! He's getting dunked. I just feel like it's gonna be a, a nightmare again. I don't know. Okay. Ooh. Well, what Shane do you? Sharp. What do you? I'm excited. It, he's, I, he's, he's not dunked anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. What are you most looking forward to? Mac McClung. Oh, that's gonna be. Fun. Oh. That will be cool, actually. Oh. I do Mac. like Mac McClung. Yeah. That's what what are you most looking forward to? Is it seeing those guys? I mean, being there. Are you gonna? You're gonna be there for the game. Yes, yeah, we'll be there for everything. The rookie sophomore will be there for All Star Saturday. Oh, we'll be there man. for Sunday. I think the G League show, uh, the celebrity G- game, celebrity game, yeah, and the G League game <laughs> too. On. I think we're going. But to I'm actually uh, playing in the celebrity game. Are oh, you really? Yeah, you, got, you made the cut this yeah. year. Yeah, super celeb over Dude, here. W- how fun would that be to do that? What to play in the celeb game? Yeah, oh he got uh, Michael Sarah's invitation. Yeah. David <laughs> 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 <Damn it> Chris. <laughs> Whoa, Sarah can ball. <laughs> All right, we'll have more of the Kings Roundtable coming up. Um, what did I want to get to? Oh, you guys were both at Monty McNair's press conference. Yes. Oh, right. Let's talk about what he had to say or didn't say. And could the Kings be a player on the buyout market? We'll do that coming up next on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Yeah, we're, we're getting an argument off the air on this Kings roundtable. We're talking about, hey, would you rather be able to dunk on somebody or have like elite three-point shooting skills? And yeah, then sure. We're talking about ch- the challenges of dunking. And I was like, yeah, it hurts kind of your wrist area. And boys are laughing at me. Yeah, I, I I'm just... laughing at you because, no, you've never dunked on a 10-foot hoop okay. in your full crap. Okay. <laughs> and you're lying to uh, everyone. Fisher Price doesn't count. Yeah, thank Ooh. you. You guys are Frankie so, just said it. You guys are so annoying. At one point in my life, you were dunking on an eight-foot rim. I have dunked on a ten-foot before. I have dunked. I'm not saying I went up and did a windmill. I have been able to dunk a ball. It's like a, it's not a good dunk, but yeah, I have hurt my wrist when I've lowered a hoop <laughs> to like nine. I've dunked on nine. nine. Yeah, Wait, for sure. yeah. You hurt your wrist like lowering with the lever no. thing, or from actually dunking the basketball. You guys, you he, guys, you're full of crap too, because it's not like no. I've I know you've dunked on an eight foot rim, but not because Obviously, it was I not because it was lowered, but because it was an eight footer at a blacktop at a kid's at a kid's uh, playground. Morgan. You don't. You have not Deuce. known me my whole life. That's <laughs> fine. I have dunked on a. Okay, wait, wait. So when did this happen? Like what age? What age are we talking? Teenage years. Witnesses. <laughs> I need more specific. high school. High school. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I can see seventeen-year-old Deuce like getting up and putting one down. And you know I'm what? Not, you know what? I'm going to start. I swear to God, I'm going to start training again for this box. I'm going to start dunking. You guys are going to like the way, your Deuce. The way you're describing it, it's just like you weren't going like two-handed, just like jam it down. But you I, got little, up, little put jam. it in. Just a little jam. Yeah. I'm not saying I went layup. Isn't there a hoop in the garage? I can't yeah, do busted. it right now. It I, I'm, I'm not saying I could still do <laughs> okay. it Okay, right could I'm you not... do it in three months? Yes, if I was active. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. We don't have time I'm six for that. One. But... I'm not, like, tiny. No, I I never said you the, were. The one thing I think you do have going against you, uh, Deuce, now compared to then, I think you've got a lot more mass than you did back then. I'm sorry? Like you junk got more in the mass. trunk? You got more, you muscle got more mass. strength. You got more muscle. muscle I mean, the muscle mass is going to be a Old man fat. That's going to be harder. Uh, like, yeah. you got okay. more in your frame to jump up. That's yeah. a good point. So you're going to have to burn mm. that off, bud. 
No, it's muscle. Oh. oh, oh. Um, all right. Monty McNair's press conference was today. Both of you, uh, both Chris and Frankie, were out there for that. Uh, anything jump out to you with what Monty had to say? It just seems like he really likes this group. And I think when he was saying, and it was almost like what you would hear from the very brief, you don't see much come from the Kings front office as far as leaks go or people saying things that are connected. But the one thing that people have been saying that are connected is they're going to be very protective. And Monty said that word protective today, that he wanted to be protective with this group. And I think when you look at the guys that possibly could have been moved, Harrison Barnes is like is the number one. I think that would have, in an, in a different year or any other situation, someone who's expiring and there's no extension talk yet, I mean, that's the person you probably would move in a bigger deal, and that's someone that we've talked about for weeks. And it just was a non-starter. They never have looked to move him. They didn't want to move him at all. And he said how important Harrison Barnes is to this team, both on the floor and even more importantly, off the floor. And that goes for the locker room, too, how much they value him. So seeing him today kind of come out and just say – this group is is valuable to him and he's protecting them it just kind of makes you feel like this team is on the verge of something special we know that they're in the playoff mix we know that they have played well but hopefully they have enough to get over the finish line yeah I mean my big takeaway too is just kind of like I said at the start I just think he he really likes their the guys that they have in the building right now and he really believes that there are the pieces there to to kind of put something together I don't think Again, I don't think they're trying to win a title this year. I think they see that this team has playoff potential. I just don't – I think that they're just kind of in a wait-and-see mode, and then next year maybe is – I know I don't think they're going to come out and say it, but I think next year is maybe the year that they really feel like that's where we, we go attack things. And maybe this year we kind of play it out, see where our holes are, and then we can really address it because you'll you'll get a really good idea of, of what kind of things you're missing. You know, if you go into a playoff series with – no backup center, you're going to learn quick that, okay, even though Demonis Sabonis is going to play 40 minutes, it's kind of important that those minutes he's not on the floor are still good minutes. And, you know, there's the defensive issues as well. I, I think that there's there was definitely things to address. It's just I think that they're, they're kind of just in a wait-and-see mode. Do you think they could be a player on the buyout market? I know Monty did the classic, like mm. – Hey, it's you know twelve month a year job. Uh, so you know we're always looking to improve our team, but you know we're comfortable with where we're at. Do you think they could be a player on the buyout market? One, and are there any names potentially who could be out there that the Kings should look at? I mean, the names aren't the best names, and I think I talked about it yesterday with Cattles and Rami that the buyout market. I think players are going to kind of gravitate towards other teams, especially in the Eastern Conference that are near the top of the you know the Sixers, the Celtics, then the Nuggets. They need help. Uh, all the top teams in those top five, top six spots, that kind of leaves like a name to me, and I know it's not a popular name, but if they can't figure out the backup center position, Andre Drummond's a guy who's out there. I don't know if you want someone just to stand by the rim and just try to yeah. do somewhat of a better job because the Kings, they have zero rim protection, just zero behind Sabonis. You see him try to Euro step the <laughs> The other no. guy. The meme, it's there too. Like the meme factor's there too. It. You got to weigh the meme factor for sure when you look at Drummond. Um, one guy that could be out there is Will Barton. I That's like him. Interesting. I like him. I really like Will Barton. And but I do. I'm wondering, you know, if they like Kessler uh-huh. Edwards, and yeah. I don't know if they're going to play him, but I mean, he he has a lot of what they 
could yes. need. Ideal size at the yep. wing position. And, you know, I don't know what his role is going to be, but he has shown the ability to shoot the three at least at the college level. I don't know. Did we miss it, or did did anyone not ask Monty about <laughs> Kessler Edwards? No. no one asked him about I, it. He briefly I think mentioned, he mentioned it. Yeah. I think he brought it up, maybe because no one was asking about it. I think right. he just brought it up. Like, yeah, we, we made the move to bring in Kessler. It's, we yeah. were, because, like, even for us, I don't know, over the last couple of days, obviously, you know, they got $2 million out of it, but... You see this young player who last year saw more time on the floor because of the situation and was producing a little bit here and there. Long, lengthy guy that plays vertical, that has um, good feel for the game for a young guy. I don't know. I just think the Kings keep talking about wanting these long players. Why not develop one within your own system? Yeah, I I don't – I think – and maybe that's not the answer, though. Yeah, I, I just don't know how much how much minutes we expect him to get, especially down the stretch here. I think he, he's an intriguing prospect, but again, it's kind of like if you're, you know, where where do you insert his minutes? Maybe it's right not now? here, though, but maybe it's like going into the offseason, or, you know, not the offseason, but, you know, going into next season training camp, all those things, like maybe his third year in the league, he just, like, develops into something different under the Kings the last half yeah. of the season. I think, too, we... I've been guilty of this when we were looking at the buyout markets. Like, oh, they could just, like, waive him and then add someone. It's like, well, they could, like, buy out Alex Len. Right. Yeah. They got cash back in that deal with the Nets. Yep. I mean, they got enough cash to cover the remainder of Kessler Edwards' deal this year. And they could reach a buyout agreement with someone like Alex Len, um, who's just not playing at right. all, yeah. and he's in the final year of his contract. Deli Casey, there are like there's ways for them to open up a yeah. roster spot. Do you guys think that the Kings are a destination for the buyout market? I do. Though I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of the thing is is people have to decide that this is their best situation, sure. the best situation for for them individually. Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, yeah, it depends. I mean, I, I, of course, I think Phoenix is going to be up there. Right. Um, yeah. Dallas could be up there for right. some teams, but. I mean, if you're looking at what the Kings are doing, they play a fun style. They're mm-hmm. in it. Yep. You know, like you, you have a good – you have two all-stars now. I think it's more appealing than it's ever been. Right. Forbes Absolutely. has named Sacramento the best place to live in yeah. California. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. You know, NBA players each day, they go to Forbes yes. and they – Oh, my God. The, the best <laughs> towns are here. Sign me up. Call right. Mike Brown right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mike Brown's likable too. So, I actually do think they have a legit shot. Um, Appreciate you guys being here. You guys will be Anytime. at the game tonight. Actually, I don't tonight. know if yes. – Yeah. Okay. Wow. Coverage on SacktownSports.com as always. Uh, Kings Weekly special episode tomorrow at 11 a.m. And we'll have full coverage next week. NBA All-Star Week. Let's go. go. We'll be back Monday. Super Bowl recap. See what the Kings do this weekend. Cattles and Rami are coming up next. Check them out. YouTube.com slash SacktownSports1140. We love you guys. But wait. Yes. See ya.